It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, Vice President Kamala Harris, only 16 months in office in the role of Vice President, and she is already in the history books. Yes, she has made history. Uh, may not be for what you think. Uh, but we're going to talk about the role of the Vice Presidency why it matters, what it's supposed to do constitutionally, what it has been doing mostly over the last 50 or 60 years, uh, and what it should do moving forward. So really interesting. Uh, the vice president's only been in office 16 months, and she is in the record books for casting the most tie-breaking votes in the United States Senate. That's an interesting thing. Uh, as you break that all down, again, this is... Uh, over the lifetime of vice presidents. Uh, And she's only 16 months in and she's already broken the record. Uh, She has broken 23 ties in her official role as president of the Senate. That is the constitutional job of the vice president. Um, That puts her uh, third. uh, She's only trailing uh, John Adams, who had 29 votes, and uh, Calhoun had 31. uh, But she's uh, well on her way to, to breaking all of those. Uh, last week alone, last week alone, the vice president cast six tie-breaking votes. So, of course, obviously, when you have a Senate that's divided 50-50, you're going to get a, a few opportunities to cast some votes. Here's an interesting little bit. Uh, Joe Biden, when he was the vice president, broke exactly zero ties in all eight years that he served as vice president under then-president Barack Obama. And so it's an interesting thing to, to be talking about. There was a, a political piece uh, talking about how the vice president, Vice President Harris, really wants to get out of Washington, D.C. more. She wants to get around the country. She wants to be interacting with people and businesses. And she can't. Literally, she can't. Because she has to be there in case there's a tie. So I want to do, uh, we'll do a little schoolhouse rock version here and just uh, go through. Here's a here's a nice little summary of what is outlined. There's not a ton in the Constitution about the vice presidency. It was sort of an 11th hour edition there. Uh, and it has changed over time uh, a little bit. But here's a, here's a good view of the critical things, the crucial things that are outlined for the vice president of the United States. They're often seen as the president's backup a person who can take on special tasks or events. But what exactly is the role of vice president? You probably know the basics. They're second in command. And if the president dies, they step in and assume power. But they have other roles as well. The U.S. Senate's website calls the vice president the least understood, most ridiculed, and most often ignored constitutional office in the federal government. It's a funny description because the vice president's main job is to be president of the Senate. Article 1, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution states that the VP shall be the president of the Senate, but shall have no vote unless they be evenly divided, meaning unless there's a tie. For the first 130 years of our country's history, the vice president mainly worked in the Senate on policy issues and rarely interacted with the president. 
In the 20th century, though, the men that held the role shifted their focus to helping the president and push the White House agenda. All right, that's a pretty good uh, description there with some dramatic music in the background uh, as to what the vice president is supposed to do. And it's really interesting. Early on, uh, the vice president really didn't interact with the president a whole lot. In fact, if you go way back to the beginning, uh, the vice president was really the runner-up to the election, and that became problematic when you had uh, political parties begin to emerge and you had a vice president from another party, uh, which then could go in the Senate and kind of bog down the president's agenda. Uh, Now we've flipped that 180 degrees, and now the role of the vice president is much more to promote the president's agenda uh, as they've made those changes. But to me, the really interesting thing and the thing that I wish we would get back to is that the the vice president is the president of the Senate, which means if the vice president were doing the job, they would spend the bulk of their time in the Senate chamber presiding uh, and coordinating and making sure that committees were, were meeting uh, over policy issues. And that really- A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts was the role for a little bit, but then you had a a whole series of vice presidents who just really didn't like that whole policy thing all that much. And so they started to to do other things, spend their time in other ways. Uh, Used to be, we often talk about the majority leader and the minority leader in the United States Senate, as if uh, they are the be-all, end-all controller of the Senate. Uh, Nowhere does it say that. Uh, That has just happened. And mostly... It has happened because of political parties. And so now you have the majority leader, Chuck Schumer, the minority leader, Mitch McConnell, and they mostly drive political agendas, not policy agendas. And so you end up with a lot of votes that are ceremonial or votes that are trying to get somebody on record so they can use that to challenge them in an election or to raise campaign cash. And none of that was what it was designed to do. Uh, I I have long felt that if a president really wanted to change the dynamic, they ought to send the vice president down to the Senate chamber and have them sit there and convene the Senate every day and then force votes every day, force debate, amendments, votes. There's a cycle to it every day. Get them in their seats They have these wonderful, vintage, historic desks. Every senator gets a desk for a reason. They should be there in it, debating, listening, saying, well, what if we added this amendment? Would that make it better? Would that produce a better result for the American people? Have that debate in front of the American people and then cast a vote. Uh, That's how it's supposed to be done. Uh, But sadly... Uh, In many instances, especially over the last 50 years, the vice president has really played the role of the attack dog for the president or the one that has to go out and sort of take the spears and arrows for the president 
or go out and do the political things for the president. Uh, and so the the role continues to evolve, but I continue to believe if we really wanted to move things forward, put the vice president back in the role outlined, again, not a lot of detail to it in the Constitution, but presiding over the Senate has a lot of power. It would force a lot of conversations, uh, and that would be a very different thing. Uh, really interesting uh, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain, uh, who served as a uh, Chief of Staff to Al Gore when Al Gore was the Vice President, and uh, he actually described it in a way that I thought was a, a little bit interesting. Uh, when he worked uh, for then Vice President Gore, uh, and the Vice President would complain about having to go down to the Senate to break a tie, uh, he reminded him that when he goes down to break a tie, it's, they win. And I think Vice President Harris would do wise to take that same thing. When when Vice President Harris is there to cast a vote, the president, Biden, and the Biden administration are winning because she's casting a vote for them. So so I think it's interesting that we, you know, have turned the vice presidency into something that it really wasn't designed to be. But again, it's because of the politics of it all. And and because of that, I think we've diminished that other than, you know, being next in line to the presidency. And that's an important factor. uh, This idea of the Senate really matters. And uh, most of the things that most of us complain about when it comes to Congress are things that get bogged down in the Senate. Now, some of that, I think, is by design. It's not a flaw. Uh, But if the vice president were really driving things and presiding and being the president of the Senate, then you would have the two party leaders would be just that. And they would not be in charge of controlling everything for political purposes. It would be for Senate purposes. And I think that would be a game changer. And there's not one thing that is getting in the way of President Biden instructing Vice President Harris to go take the chair and stay in it. Uh, I think it would change the conversation. I think it would change it for the better for Republicans, for Democrats, and for all of us here in America. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.